Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm joined by Gareth Barker, as always. Michael Graham from Roker Ports also with us. David Farley is from the Everton End. We aren't jinxes after all. When me and Gareth get together and have a few pints on a Saturday and normally to watch the results come in, we were starting to get a bit paranoid thinking that we jinxed Sun and season totally because we hadn't won a game since we started this, Gareth, no, had we? We hadn't. It's enough to get anybody <laughs> paranoid, isn't it? But, you know, if you're ever going to come back and win a game emphatically and put that put that theory to bed once and for all, I suppose it'll be this one. Um, yeah. Looking at the game, we're going to go straight into it. Um, it had been labelled, you know, I suppose it's been labelled a bonus three points. That's what a lot of people are saying. Um, almost, you know, certainly unexpected by a lot of people. But in hindsight, looking at the league table, you know, you need to pick these sort sorts of wins up, yeah. the ones you're not expecting. So, you know, can we say now this was it was probably a must must win game? It's easier to say it after the event, I guess. But uh, I think, like, I think we touched on it last week. It's how important the game was, the derby was, just from a perspective that it was such an important game to get the points on the board. And, you know, definitely, it feels pretty good to get the three points on the board now. You sort of looking up at the teams just in touch in the table, and you think we could probably get there. Um, just you know, the performance was so so impressive. Um, but yeah, amazing three points really, and it was. I think it was a must. Michael, yeah, I, I think that we needed to get something uh, like earlier than we have this. You know, a huge run coming up when we've got like Stoke and all of them lot. We needed something first to take into them. So I think that from that point of view, it was a huge uh, uh, a three points. We're not going to go into referee decisions and and things like that. I, I bet the Newcastle fans are sitting doing that at the moment. <laughs> Just the um, one, the one that they yeah, had. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Well, that's what I was going to say because he he missed a lot for both sides and sending off. He missed a lot for two us. penalties exactly. So <laughs> we're not going to go into the, the referee stuff. We're not going to go into um, some bloke punching a horse either. Um, <laughs> But he did what? <laughs> I know it's been uh, I know it's been highlighted just a little bit this week. But we always felt, Gareth, like we were in control of that game. Maybe ten minutes each half, we we weren't. But we didn't. Said that said, we didn't look under you know a no. huge amount of threat. And even the Chelsea performance, you know, when when we lost that game, it, it's just clear that the dynamics of the side are so different. That this is there's been just a massive almighty shift, hasn't there? Yeah. Um... You know, talked last week again. First twenty minutes, the last twenty minutes are really important when you play Newcastle. I think just because, like you say, they do have the, the moments in the game where the, uh, you know, the, the first twenty minutes especially they do tend to start quite well, um, but they just didn't have that cutting edge, and, and we did for a change. And there was no, there's been a few comments about Adam Johnson, for example, saying, you know, where's he been all season? Well, you know, he's been, he was given the opportunity to to work in space and 
and, and, and punish teams with his with quality. Same as Sessegnon in the first half. Um, great run by Graham off the ball for the first goal and the second goal as well. A great thing was in Dai who took him across the to Teotto across the box. I think it might have been, and he just didn't know. Teotto didn't know what to do, did he? he? Kind of, you know, couldn't get to him, and you know, yeah, it was. We we had the quality in the end, and we were five. But no, I had a few Newcastle fans have heard, oh, we weren't that bad in the game. Well, you know, you were. They weren't great. <laughs> they weren't great weren't at great, all. Were they? I mean, if you, if your two central defenders play as badly as a Young and Boo and Taylor do in any game of football, you're going to lose. <laughs> Michael, if you can, you ever remember playing Newcastle and? I mean, I'm not going to say we were sitting comfortably with our cigars out all game. You, you can't. That's impossible in Derby, of course. Um, Newcastle fans often say in the game they beat us 5-1 that they were still nervous at 4-0 up. <laughs> but can you ever remember a game where, you know, we just... I was never really worried. No, it was the first time that I've really uh, seen us versus them where I've not been stressed. Mm-hmm. I just haven't felt stressed at all. It, we just always looked like it, it was... It, uh, you know, we always looked uh, really like it would be our day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was just you know, from the first minute all the way to, to the end, it, it was just our game, yeah. and, and they never got near us. And that's what we've wanted. That's all we've asked. That's all we've asked for <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. over these years. You know, we, we, yeah. we aren't asking to you know go and tonk them three 0 and five <clears> one and reverse that kind of thing. We 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 just want to be able to beat them like we can beat any other team on our day and. <laughs> I think that's finally happened. But can you come off the pitch with your head held high at the end of the game and be proud with mm-hmm. your performance, mm-hmm. even if you even if you get a draw, you know, in 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 a game like that? And I think, you know, they have got the win, and they can certainly say they they came off off the pitch knowing that, you know, De Canio himself have left everything mm-hmm. on the pitch, and they really mm-hmm. did, um, include, including a few Geordie tears. <laughs> we something I know that the three of us in the studio have all. Campaigned against vigorously is the is the four four two formation. Um, I think we've all sort of written pieces on that to be honest. But Tacanio has hinted that he's going to go down that route eventually. But you know, logically, he's saying he doesn't want to impose that on the players straight away. He's he's gone for the four four one one, which let's be honest was the most fruitful formation for Martin O'Neill when he was here. But how come Michael or central midfielders? Suddenly, start looking imposing in games because they've—that's been a weakness all season. And in our last two games, you know, that's changed. Two, two men in central midfield look enough all, all of a sudden. Yeah, well, I think that the real thing that 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 that, uh, that it has actually changed is that it's not actually two. It's not even three. It's actually four. The whole four are just stood there, really, really near each other. You know, and the, and the, the mm. just kind of like work. As a line, narrower. Yeah, rather than just yeah. as a two, it's now as a full line. Mm-hmm. Gareth, yeah, well, I'd agree with that. I think it's, it's pressing. They, they, that that gives you the chance to press at yeah. the right time as well. So, and then when you've pressed it, you've got players around to pick up the second ball, and that's yeah. always. I think that's always been a massive problem for Sunderland: the second ball, and mm. um, the amount of goals we concede from second balls in, on the edge of the box. Uh, from corners, and we saw when we were break, we were breaking them down at the weekend, and then and breaking from that. Sessegnon was just unbelievable. I mean, you know what I've said about Sessegnon in the hole? Like I didn't think he could play there. Mm. Maybe it was the way Martin O'Neill was playing him in the hole because <laughs> yeah. he's he's much closer. Well, he's he's, he's closer to everybody. He's just everywhere. Well, that, that's my point you about know? the four four two because yeah. I was support. You know, we've all said the four four two's dead and all this and all that, but some of the top teams do play it, and I suppose it's the way they play it. You know, Manchester United is a prime example. We obviously don't have players of that calibre, but 
you know, you're prepared almost just off what Decanio has been saying, Michael, to just believe in him and let, you, you know, it was a problem under Martin O'Neill because of the way he played. Mm. When Decanio is saying he's going to do it, you're almost kind of tempted to say, well, go for it. Well, I think that the big thing, I mean, I know that we are going to speak about this sort of like line later on, but with O'Neill, we used to have a set line actually at the back and say, this is where we're going to be. Mm. And then the further forward we actually got, the more stretched we actually got and the the space on the, on the pitch used to just get really, really open. And there wasn't, and we ended up in like nowhere, just like everyone was actually all over the, yeah. the place. Whereas now, the move forward as a team, mm-hmm. the move sideways as a team, then you know, and and, and, and and like that way, someone's always always has someone uh, uh, really near them. Yeah. yeah, not quite like Howard Wilkinson's flock of birds, but sort of <laughs> moving a similar same way. But I mean, if you could speak of Paolo yourself, um, remembering our midfielders have struggled to control games, would you want to know how against distinguished midfielders like Tiotti and Kabai they managed to look and control? Or would you want to know how, if this was down to shape or working hard in training, I believe? Would you want to know that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily for you, I was working for Sun FM today, so I asked him, and we'll have a listen to how he answered that question. One problem area for Sunderland this season has been then the central midfielders haven't been able to control a lot of games, yet on Sunday against distinguished midfielders like Teotihuacan and Kabai, they really looked like they were going to control the game. Is that something just down to shape of working hard and training or belief? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the heart of the game is in the middle there. If you uh, don't give pressure to the opponents, if you let them play at this level, they're going to smash you. But uh, they couldn't play in the way they wanted you know, against us because there was a very right tension. Uh, we play very compact, you know, squeeze in the middle because uh, everybody now in a modern football want to try to go direct in, uh, through the middle because uh, that can damage the opponents. But if uh, we can have a chance to be a good unit and with a good discipline but also aggressive because uh, we, we saw in some moment during the game that uh, we put a very good ferocity, you know, we were ferocious. <laughs> that can make a problem to the opponent and give you advantage. Play vertical. I don't like midfield play that touch hundred balls and don't create nothing. You know, touch the ball in the back. I never gonna make mistake. In the statistic, hundred passes, hundred uh, good passes. But to my goalkeeper, no, I prefer to see my midfield player that uh, ten passes forward, and then we are going to score. So this is my mentality. That probably rules out Leon Britt never signing yeah, for yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rumours about bringing back Paul Thurwell and the <laughs> But that I've always said that about stats. To be honest, you know Leon Britton, you know, is, is one particularly that really irritates me and people with his stats. Stats work in football sometimes. You know, Stephen Fletch having seven chances, scoring seven goals, is a stat that is you know yeah. relevant. But what he's saying there, Michael, I mean, he's saying what you were saying, more or less. You know, compact, um, mm. going going narrow through the middle and. It's just amazing now something, Gareth, working with the players on the training ground, how much difference it can make, but it's the turnaround that he's yeah. done it in. You know, it, Martin O'Neill was saying less than two weeks ago. I know. It, it isn't, I mean, I know we, we both, I know that we both fans of Indy, um, but a lot of people, he's sort of a bit of an opinion splitter. Larson's a funny one because he was excellent in the <laughs> yeah, middle, well, wasn't yeah. he? Yes. And like, he's been one who's been like, oh, he hasn't, you know, even, he hasn't even split opinion, surely, I don't think. you know. Nobody yeah, was for that, whether. Yeah, I was initially, but it, it mm. didn't work. But it's it seemed like it was saying he had a purpose in the game, and it worked. I mean, and Dai was quietly excellent, I thought, mm. in the game. He just 
Boston. I mean, people talk about Sissoko and Kabai and what oh, they're going to do this. Tiotti. Oh, dear me, Tiotti. He was absolutely <laughs> terrible. He was forced back as well. I know he plays deep anyway, but he was forced yeah. really deep, Michael, wasn't I mean, he, Tiotti? But he's been awful for months now, hasn't he? He's been absolutely yeah. dreadful for, you know, for, for so, so long now. But, I mean, I, I don't know if, um, if this is something that really you've seen as well, but it doesn't look like he is using uh, someone else's team. This no. looks like his team yeah, right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying about the yeah. turnaround in two it weeks. It really does yeah. just look like, you know, he's like, like he built uh, uh, this like team mm-hmm. for him, for his style. And it's, it, 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 I mean, when you actually bear in mind the uh, a sort of like time frame involved, it's absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Of course, yeah. yeah. And um, I suppose that it's down to, you know, apparently I was, I was speaking to somebody at the academy today and they're saying he doesn't leave there till 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, some nights. Um, so it just shows what these, well, they're called double shifts, but you know, professional football is still finishing before tea time. I'm not sure how that can go down as a double shift. By but the way. he's saying, Dave, <laughs> but, um, he's saying they haven't even started yet, though, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's saying next season it's gonna, he's gonna work mm. them even harder. So Adam, it's, Adam it's, Johnson's thinking about his transfer request. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny because John Johnson seems to be so taking it on board. He, he, he seems does, to be yes. loving it. You can he see it in his. Pl- I always say. You know, your professional footballers, you watch it sometimes, they just look like they hate it. Like, <laughs> they're playing and they just enjoy the ball. Like, when you get it, like, do you know, you've got good players, Sessignon mm-hmm. and Johnson, mm-hmm. get it and enjoy it. And, like, they are. Like, the, the, the last two games, they certainly look like they have. Mm-hmm. Danny Graham's superb. He didn't score yeah. again, but, you know, there can't surely be any more doubters. As, 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 as stupid as it was that people were doubting him for his route, because you can't you can't judge everybody on a moron no, like Michael no, Chopra. No. Um, but he, Michael, he, he was great, and he, he was back to that being that focal point. He, he looked like at Swansea. Mm. And if we're setting up, we, we've just touched on the fact there that Johnson's seeing a lot more of the ball higher up the field, mm. which was a problem that he said that we all noticed. Danny Graham also looks more at home, so especially in home games where we're going to have where we're going to dictate play even more mm. you, you would imagine we're going to start seeing uh, the best of Danny Graham soon you would hope so but I think that he as well he needs to get a much more fit I think I think everyone knows that he looks like he's 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 not mm. really there yet but you're right he, he's, he is starting to really really look like the kind of guy that we thought that we actually signed um, holds it up well he moves well um, and I think from what we've seen, uh, if he does get, you know, a good ball into the like in there, he is going to score mm. because he just he just he, he just he rarely seems rushed. This is the one thing about him that we've always seen ever since he actually signed. Even when he was being really really bad, he's never looked rushed. Mm. Yeah, he does have time. He's mm. time on the ball, doesn't he? When he gets it, always. Mm-hmm. And, and he's probably he's probably um, happy deep down. Stephen Fletcher got injured as well because he's. <laughs> You I know, say, it, it, he won't be I th- happy. I think, let's yes, I know. That. You know what I mean. But yeah. w- w- a point that when Dom Rainer came on Gareth um, prior to the Manchester United yeah. game, he used a, a, a good phrase I thought, and he said that Martin O'Neill was trying to shoehorn both players into this four-four-two mm. system. So what I mean by that, I suppose, is that you know, De Canio doesn't have that problem, does he, with, with Fletcher not being there? And then we can worry about we can you know not worry about we can look forward to trying to fit them all in next season now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, absolutely, but. It'd be, it would, I bet you De Canio would definitely want those two players at his disposal and it'd be interesting to see if he, if he, he would played, have used them. If he played them, them both or not. He might yeah. well have. He might mm. well have. And, but, you know, going back to Graham, I think uh, 
you know, I think there's been some harsh opinions about him. And, you know, I thought he did all right against Man U, actually, up front in his own there, but said it before. Apart from that skewed chance against Norwich, which just fell to him, when's he had a ball in? Like, mm. ever? Like, he's never had a certainly, pass. Not, certainly not a feat where he can turn. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. like on Saturday, yeah, when he, he, cre- yeah, he, he created an opportunity there and mm-hmm. got, got and he, he also got he, had, he got a shot away, didn't he? He got clattered yeah. um, by Yang and Biwa. Well, yeah, to when Taylor, bossed, when Taylor I mean, fell abs- him as well. He absolutely bossed him. Like, it was, I would, you know, the, I say Taylor and Yang and Biwa just hang their heads in shame for me because there's a performance in a derby game. He, he got, they got... Bull- he got they got bullied by by Graham. He just he turned them and you know he dragged them all over the place. They just mm. didn't, they couldn't. Those two players couldn't handle him on that day. If anybody wants to know why Steven Taylor is in international class, they just need to watch that game back. Yeah. I think. I mean, um, talking yeah. about defenders, Michael mm. O'Shea and Quayle were good. Um, even Man when when he, when he came on um, playing with a high line. There, there was a, you know towards the end of the first half and the time in the second half when they started to drop deep, but I don't think it was. On purpose, mm. it was just. But you know, the, the, I suppose that was one thing that Decanio hasn't managed to instill 100 percent yet because it was all nail. You know, this, the all nail era was starting to shine through again. But they, they did manage to deal with it. Mm. Played a high line. One one thing that people have always said is that just wasn't possible with O'Shea's pace, with mm. Quayle's pace. Yet they seem to be doing it. Yeah, a thing that you can play as like high as you want if you don't let anyone have any time on the ball which we don't anymore mm. um, with O'Neill it was a case of he wanted to actually sit off everybody to actually sit off actually in shape and make them actually uh, come through us um, whereas that's actually gone now you can't do that and have and sit really really deep uh, sorry and, and get really really like um, a, a sort of like high up it's got to be one or really or the other uh, whereas now we're saying well we're going to be where we want to be because we're not going to let you have like any of the ball in like front so I think that, you know uh, this way I, I think works much better for me and my uh, sort of like heart rate Gareth? Mm-hmm. Yeah I think you've seen about O'Neill's right there and I think it was almost a time some of the players like they, were, they were given a square footage area on the pitch to work within and they weren't yeah. to move outside of that Um mm-hmm. Whereas now it seems as though we're going into areas of the pitch with roles within that area of the pitch. So players are known, it's talk, they're talking about shape, you know. They know when they know where to be when the ball's in a certain area and they're available. And that's what we were talking about with uh, Vaughan. Um, you know, it was funny. Did we say last week that we kind of joked about Vaughan making, you know, it's like a weeks. performance chameleon. Yeah, but said, we yeah. said about but it might be Vaughan who makes that run into the box and gets us a yeah, vital yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he, he did, and he said it himself. I, I just was given support for Sessignon, and he mm-hmm. fell to him and he put it in the net. But mm-hmm. we're talking about, you know, the, the, that we did get deep um, at, at times in the game, but you are going to get forced back deep at times in the mm-hmm. game. Um, we did get manage to get out of it, though, yeah. and we weren't stuck there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even when we were forced deep, you, you just never really thought this was too much of a problem, didn't you? Mm. It wasn't like to the extent of at West Ham, for example, where we where, where we were pushed deep for what was it, 89 minutes or something, until mm. Kevin Nolan finally yeah. equalised. It's just it's encouraging, but of course it's it's important to remember that Martin O'Neill won seven of his first ten games and changed the dynamics somewhat. Then, but mm. we're just going to enjoy it as it's happening now. Now we are going to move on to the Everton game. Um, 
if mental blocks can truly affect players in terms of having some sort of hold over us, then Everton would certainly be a team you would put into that bracket. But Newcastle would have been as well. You know, two sides, and I'm not talking about with the greatest respect, lads, top four sides. Um, although Everton are there, always there, thereabouts, you know what I mean? Um, that ha- sort of have unnatural holds on us. Yeah. Um, Newcastle, that was that was dealt with and then some on Sunday, let's be honest. So if there was ever a good time to get that Everton hoodoo off our back, Michael, it would be now, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. But, I mean, I, I, these things, I don't think that they really matter to... I mean, they, they really matter to us fans. Mm-hmm. But the lads, I, I don't see why it should matter to them mm-hmm. one bit, really. But it shouldn't, but something seems um, to <laughs> It's just... Um, yeah, I think that if we can win, though, I think that it'll 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 make us all kind of like feel like we could be on a real start of, of like something mm-hmm. really great, um, and I think it'll largely keep us safe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'd be a, a great time to win. Well, we have David Feely from FootyScene.com on the phone now. David, are you aware of this stuff as much as what we are? Like, when a team is somebody else's bogey team. You know, are you aware of that fact that we, that all Sunderland fans look at Everton and say, "Oh no, Everton's old bogey team. We can't beat them." Are you aware of this? We are. We are absolutely aware of it. On two scores, to be honest. First of all, we've got our own bogey side, and our neighbours' bit is even worse than your neighbours. <laughs> David Moyes has got ten years under his belt at Everton, still never won there. Yeah. So we, we've had about three draws there, out of ten plus a cup game. So yeah, and as for Sunderland. It's become a kind of a joke with Evertonians. Not like I'm not don't mean that in a funny ha ha. Like yeah. it's more ironic. Yeah. Say Jesus, where someone's bogey team. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, well, I have seen like I'm I'm 49 years old this year, and I've been going a match for 46 of them, nearly 46 of them. I've been a, either a season ticket or getting taken by my grandfather, my grandmother, yeah. or my father for that long, and I'm still going myself. My son actually lives in Sunderland now. How how, how weird is that? Yeah. Anyway, so. We've been going all this time, mm-hmm. and basically, um, I've never I've seen Everton score seven, six, five, and loads of fours against Sunderland. Yeah, in my time, I've actually going the match myself. Do you know what I mean? Chelsea had that sort of record against us one year, and we went we went there and turned them over three 0 So you never know. Oh, well, <laughs> to be honest, right, it, that's what I was just about to say to you. But that was that's been under our Kendall, Walter Smith. David Moyes. Yeah. It's 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 not actually what you mate just said there is not actually applicable to this side, to be honest. Yeah. My most satisfying victory against you came in in the cup game last year because that gave us belief. We went on we went on from that point apart from not turning up against Liverpool at Wembley, our whole season turned around. Mm-hmm. Our, was our, our whole season turned around as well but in the United absolutely that probably defined Martin O'Neill's yeah. career at Sunderland to be did. fair because he you know, he he was doing great that before right. that, wasn't he? Yeah, and then um, that all just crashed down that night. I remember it so so vividly that game. <laughs> but is is this particular team, David, is the fact that we're a bit of an unknown quantity in regards to how we play, I mean, none of us here can actually really second-guess what Paolo De Canio uh-huh. is going to do, never mind, you know, the opposition scouts, opposition fans. So uh-huh. does that worry you in a way, or do, do Everton just set up the same anyway and, you know, they, they wouldn't necessarily worry about that? Uh, well, I don't know about not worrying about it. I'd say everyone's being impressed with the Canio. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Even even getting beat at Chelsea. I'm talking about if you're a football fan in this country, you've taken notice of Sunderland since the Cario's come through the door. Or you're dead or or brain dead or something. Obviously, (laughs) everybody has. However, we do do, like we've just gone to Tottenham last week. We were unlucky. They scored with a minute or two minutes to go and we should have won the game. Arsenal the other night, Ross Barkley put one round the corner, uh, round the post, what missed by two inches. We mm-hmm. should have won there as well, in my opinion. Yep. So basically, we take it to wherever it is. However, I think the biggest important factor for Everton on, as, as regards the Sunderland game is if Wickham isn't playing. Because that's, that's what the Canio did to me at Chelsea. He turned his all round. You know that's a segment nearly signed for Everton. Before he came to Sunderland, Everton had a deal done with him, by the way. And didn't have the money to pay for it. Cut a Wigan? Yes. No, no, no. I'm right. talking about the segment. Now, I noticed when he played against Chelsea, he played Wigan up front at the batting ram and the segment running in behind him. That kid used to do that at PSG. Mm-hmm. And he looked a player when mm-hmm. he did that. As opposed to being in a, a static four-four-two and having mm-hmm. to do graft here, and he, he, some some players don't respond to that well. You know, no. We've had loads of them ourselves, to be yeah. perfectly honest with you. He's certainly a bit of an enigma, like in, in that way, assessing him. But it, we're hoping to kind of going to get the best out of him. But talking about, you know, do you think there's a, a weakness in Everton's side that someone could uh, exploit, David? Uh, I mean, you, you've got to consider that. Despite someone playing well, Everton, uh, you know, are a much better side. Yeah. But you know, uh, every side has the breaking point. Yeah, they do. I eh? I know what ours is. Ours is the fact that Morales can't defend, and Seamus Co- Our left side is basically the engine room of our side. Pena mm-hmm. and Baines, Baines is, yeah. is, 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 is the platform on which we built our success. The other side is Seamus Coleman and Morales. Now, to us, Seamus Coleman is the most improved player in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Closely followed by Victor and Javi, by the way, but specifically Seamus Coleman. However, the problem is we would have a mustard both sides if Morales could be Pinar and learn that going forward it's it's just as important that what comes back at you. Mm-hmm. And Coleman ends up facing two against one mm-hmm. more often than not, and that's the way to get into heaven. Yeah, boys. I mean, Michael. When I was sort of you know, look, looking at this question earlier, and I, I was thinking, you know, I'm not going to claim to know everything about Everton as a no. football team, um, but Michael, I was, I, I was thinking, you know, an obvious thing to, to think is, you know, Everton's going to be strong down the left hand side. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a natural thing to think, but I suppose it would be lazy in a way to su- suggest, well, let's go down the right hand side. But listening to what David's saying now, then you know, it sounds like that that really could be the plan. Well, I mean, yes, but I mean, I think as well, they the, the can be beaten 
on their left side because they're going to move forward and they they will leave a, a, a sort of like space there, won't they? At mm-hmm. some point, yeah. if they're going to come forward that much. Mm-hmm. If you're fast enough, you can get into that leg like, space. Mm-hmm. Dara, I think uh, I think Baines against Johnson. Um, if Johnson's found a bit of form, could be, you know, from somebody who wants to go to a football match and be entertained. I'm quite looking forward to that this weekend because mm-hmm. we haven't had much entertainment at the stadium this season. Yeah. Um, to see, you know, Johnson up against Baines. I think Baines is a outstanding player. I think he's fantastic. He sometimes runs a game from left back. Um, mm-hmm. And it was funny he was saying about Sessignon, David, about nearly signing for uh, Everton. Yeah. You know, Baines was up at the stadium and having medicals and all that under Keane. Right? Yeah, yeah. He I was, didn't know that. Yeah, Baines was very, very close to signing for I Sunderland. Did not know that. Um, yes, he was, yeah. But he chose to go to Everton for well, his uh, for family for family well. reasons. So that that was we could be after a left back for about uh, fifteen I, years. So I, he would have he would have fit so the bill. Actually. So, but yeah, um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, Left, left. Well, it's going to be really interesting. Just if if both teams are going to attack in the game, um, you know, there's going to be gaps to exploit. And if if both teams are willing to put bodies forward, mm-hmm. um, you know, you could have a really exciting game on, mm-hmm. on on Saturday. I mean, Michael was was saying that you know we're on the front foot a lot more under Canio. Um, our player looks a lot more purposeful. Um, but you know, that said, it, it isn't all out sort of gung ho attack. And you know, Newcastle. A lot of Newcastle's downfall, for example, on Sunday was because they, when we challenged them to come break us down, they just couldn't do it. So if Everton are going to come and um, impose themselves on the game, then that that could certainly work in our favour still, just not to the extent that Martin O'Neill used to do it. Michael? Yeah, well, I think that they really, really need to win this one now. I think that they'll have to come out and have a really good go. For the Champions League. Exactly, so I think that that could actually work for us. Mm -hmm. It really could. Are you, um, what's your thoughts about that, David? Do you, do you see this as a must-win game? Yeah, we'll be going to win it. And I, to be honest with you, even if we hadn't have been going this this side, this Everton side now, but you can't play Morales in the side and not go to try and win the game. Yeah, there's absolutely no point in having him on on the pitch mm-hmm. if you don't because he gives you nothing going back the other way. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? So you may yeah. as well go for it because he's mustard, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yes, he is. He. I'm not. I'm not a Liverpool fan, I'll tell you that if something's right or wrong, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. But he's a, the kid's great and he's finding some form at the minute, but at the same time, he's got his limitations with this Premier League because yeah. what you just said about Johnson, on, you're right in that we will be t- attacking you down the left, but what you forgot to think was they are, honestly, the best left-sided um, partnership in that league because what they do is they've got Baines and Pienaar one goes, the other one drops. One goes, the other one drops. And even if they don't, they've got Sylvan Distan to the mm-hmm, side yeah. of them, who's, who's the fastest 31-year-old on the face of the planet. So that side for us in our in our heads is locked down. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't put you know obviously you can see goals through it over the season, but I'd, I'd like to look at the stats. I wouldn't think it's many. Certainly won't be double figures. The other side. Now that's that's the that's the problem. And just so I can jump back, when I mentioned Connor Wickham at the start, mm-hmm. he won't be playing on Saturday, will he? I don't think so. No, I, I think Danny, I think Danny Graham's done done more than enough to to oh, cement yeah, that yeah, player. Yeah, but I would have been. I know that Liverpool tried to sign that Wickham. Mm-hmm. I know for the fact that yeah. Liverpool chased him for twelve months before you've got him, mm-hmm. and he's only a baby. And I noticed the very first thing the Canio done when he. The Chelsea game away from home, yeah. right in, first game, bang, you're playing centre forward mm-hmm. and it's coming off you. So I'm kind of glad that it isn't. It's only early days, he won't have bedded down yet, to be honest, but I see where he's going to go with that. 
because you bring the segment back into the game then mm -hmm. you've already got Johnson you know I'll tell you something else as well we nearly signed that Vaughan and I was gutted that he went to Sunderland mm -hmm. because he, he would have fitted into Everton perfect mm -hmm. like Leon Osman he wouldn't, we wouldn't have asked him to run well, we wouldn't have asked him to do that much here there and everywhere but get on the ball get your head up and start knocking little balls through behind in between the centre-halves he'd have done that lovely mm -hmm. for just, just to keep the links going you uh, know, Gareth was saying there about Baines and Sessignon when yeah. you're saying that Vaughan nearly signed Everton I think the reason that Steve Bruce didn't sign Darren Gibson was because David Vaughan and certainly Craig Garner yeah. signed so you know we very nearly yeah, end up with Darren weird, Gibson as well yeah, yeah so I think we're going to all agree that it's not going to be a nil-nil tomorrow oh, no, or not, no, from, not for the want of it, not for the want of trying anyway <laughs> but um, what's in store for you David I'm just going to go like expand a little bit a bit further afield what's yeah. in store for you a lot of you know talk in the press about David Moyes um, if if he, if, he, if, he, if he leaves at the end of the season, you don't think he's going anywhere, no? No, I know for a fact he's going nowhere, no. He's playing politics with, with, with him. He's, he's going nowhere because there's no, first of all... Nowhere to go. Says, no, there isn't. Yeah. Not in this country, there really isn't. Mm -hmm. He's going to take Celtic and then the Scotland job in five or six years, maybe eight years from now. Mm -hmm. And there will be... He fancies Germany. We all know that he fancies Germany. And Southgate is a decent job. But right now, he's got a better squad of players at Everton even under the conditions what he's got. If we had two players that Barkley is going to be a superstar, mm -hmm. he's 20, he's got another possible Wayne Rooney on his hands here. He could be that good, this kid, by the way. Mm -hmm. He's got Rungstrom, who's been pulling up trees at Doncaster all year. We've got three or four young ones. That John Stones he bought from Barnsley on, on transfer deadline day. I went to the open training session last week. What a freaking size. He's about six foot three, this lad. <laughs> He's a left back, by the way, this kid. Yeah. And he was awesome. So, so, when, you sell, so when you sell Leighton Baines in the summer for big money, you know it's going to be there. That's the way it's got to be. That's the way it's got to be. Yeah. Honest, we did this with Lescott. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going, oh, we got a mar marvellous deal for Lescott and moved on without it. I don't want to see Leighton Baines go. Mm -hmm. And if there was ever a player... You've, you've ever, he doesn't. He didn't even want to go to play for England because he likes living on Merseyside. So he's not going. You know what I mean? He's not looking to go here, there, and everywhere. If he goes anywhere, it'll be Man United, and mm -hmm. he can stay living where he is today. Yeah. So I, I can't see it. Fellaini will all, almost certainly leave. Mm -hmm. but I, I suppose that the financial situation at, at Everton, David, you, you, you sometimes don't have. You know. You don't have an alternative. You don't have a different way because yeah. because you, you know you're not bankrolled. I know Ken Wright's looking to to sell the club. He, he's possibly you know excuse my ignorance because mm. this is just from an outside point yeah. of view. But he appears to be asking for a lot of money for a side that probably need a new stadium. So if the way you've got to survive is to sell Leighton Baines for big money and then keep you know keep the players yeah, moving in constantly like that, is is that how it is? Well, kind of sort of. You, you get you know what, don't believe the hype about the thing. He's obviously the death involved and stuff, but to sell, an in, to sell a club with our history, by the way, original Premier League, uh, Premier League and League Football League members, uh, the longest-serving club in the top flight in, in, in any country, in, in anywhere on the planet, by the way, and uh, the fourth most domestically successful club, it's not that much. Less than £100 million. For them. It's basically a licence to print money. A mm -hmm. club in the Premier League. If you've yeah. done it right, especially with RST in this city, it's a license to print money. So it, I don't think it's that much. The stadium is the issue, mm -hmm. but you know what the problem is? The real solution lies right beneath your feet. It'll it'll be staying at Goodison Park and redeveloping it, turning it the other way around. It'd be half of the investment. But what they don't want it, you can't. You see, the, 
It's all, I'm not even being funny, honest to God, I know I'm talking to Sunderland fans here. I went to Roker Park. Mm-hmm. I, I have been to Roker Park, I've experienced the Roker Row when I was a kid a couple of times, maybe three or four times. And basically, I see the clubs who've moved. I used to I've stayed, I used to work in Doxford Park in Sunderland. That's mm-hmm. why my kids live up there. I know Sunderland, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I stayed at the Roker Hotel for about four or five months when I was working there. Mm-hmm. I know the place, it's not that far from where you'd actually moved originally yeah. to where you'd ended up. No. Now, that's not the case with everybody. Loads of yeah. stuck Move out, 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 city, out of city and stuff, ah, yeah. And, all of that. Mm-hmm. and I see that in 25 years, I think it'll turn around again, and it'll be the people who've stayed royal, not royal, but mm-hmm. stayed with the original... In the middle of the community, ah, in the middle I, of I town, yeah. that'll come back around I think it has, it's, again. People are starting to long for it already, I think. Um, people are starting to wish, you know, wish that upon the clubs, I think, already, mm-hmm. certainly. But um, before we lose you, David, yes. can um, we get a prediction from you? I think, to be honest, I think we'll win 2-1. Right. But if you were to push me, I wouldn't be surprised at 2-0. Right. I think we took two all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Two all recently. So. Thanks. Thanks a lot for your time, David. You're very welcome. I enjoyed it, boys. No Good problem, mate. Speak soon. Thank you. Bye bye. David, very obviously a, a clear, passionate fan there. Yeah. Um, certainly no impartiality there, but you know we're all the same, I suppose, aren't we? Um, they made a lot of valid points. Oh, he did. He was very, very good. Um, we're going to talk now about the game again tomorrow, and as I said to David there, Michael, we are not really at a stage where we can second guess the Canio ourselves yet because we've had two games that had you know there hasn't been all mighty changes but generally it's it's not as easy as it was under O'Neill to sit and say right well this needs to happen this needs to happen mm. you're kind of just going to have to go with what he's going to give us don't you yeah yeah. Um, I think that I think that if if everyone's fit that started uh, versus a thing like Mags I think he will just see the exact same once again Mm-hmm. I really do. I can't see any reason to really alter anything. You don't think Craig Gardner will come back in? He's banned still. He's still banned. Too he much banned. Of course he is, silly me. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's one headache, you know, selection headache he doesn't have to worry about, isn't it? But, uh, well, yeah, if you look at it, that fact, Gareth, it's, it's going to be the same 11, isn't it? Possibly, yeah. Um, interesting, interesting one, would you, if, if Quayla is out, yeah. would you go with Mangana or would you bring Kilgallen back in? Mm, that's, that is an interesting one. We're talking about second guessing. Um, the manager and like you just said, like you said earlier on, Gareth. You know, none of we said last week almost sort of without doubt that we don't think we'd see Larson back in the middle again. Mm. We also sat here and said we aren't going to see Mangan ever play for Sunderland again. <laughs> so you know, it, we, we're, we're making ourselves look a bit silly trying to second guess him. So we should just stop it all together, shouldn't we? Who who would you, who do you think you'd go with? Do you think you'd go man? What do you think? Well, I think you'll go with Mangan. Mm, well, he, he brought him on, so mm. I, I think I think he will. I, I think you know, possibly. When you know the Chelsea game before the Chelsea game, he he looked at the situation that Mangan hadn't played. You know he might have seen mm. them, enough of him in training and thought this lad looks all right, but he hasn't played. There must be a reason for that, and just went for the safe. safe. If you can yeah. ever call Kilgannon safe, but you know what I mean. He's I went. Think that's for, he's a bit went, harsh he's, on he's, Kilgannon. He's, no, he's, he's, he's went. For, he's went for the safer option, hasn't he? And and what it looks like if we're going to just judge judge this on you know Mangan playing half an hour or whatever it was. He, that he's 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 had a chance to look at him and he's thinking that he's all right. He's he's happy with him. Well, I saw Mangan in a reserve game and he was really poor um, against Middlesbrough. But you know he he looked tidy at the weekend when he came on. Um, you never noticed him, really, did you? Well, but, that, yeah, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. But see, I think this you know Kilgallen's somebody who you're not going to be looking at next season thinking Kil, you're going to oh, we're all right. We've got Kilgallen. 
in, but it feels a bit harsh because whenever he plays, you know, he always he always puts a decent shift in. I think he's just not he's just he's, he's not spectacular, but he's not yeah. quite he's not quite strong. Well, he did that Rabona against Man City. Yeah. I remember that was pretty spectacular. <laughs> he's, he's not quite. He's not. My Michael's only, shaking his head. My, my <laughs> only problem here with Kilgannon is I just don't think he's strong enough. I just for, think for, that he's poor. Mm. I really do think right. that he's poor. And mm. he gets on the uh, really Ronson. awful side every single time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets really, really. Uh, he, he gets turned so easily. That's why I'm saying he's stressed. He's, he's stressed just not up to it at all. He's just not up to it. I think you know he he will he will go to bed dreaming about Kevin Davis for the rest of his life. I think. <laughs> um, but uh, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe in a different way. <laughs> um, what I'm excited about, Michael, is. You know, we've seen the energy that the managers put into the players. You know, mm. it's it's sort of you, you hear all these, you know, reignited and re-sparked and all that. But but it's right, um, and I'm excited about them doing that to the crowd on Saturday mm. because the the atmosphere has been dead at the stadium like this season, and a large part of that is me and Gareth touched on it a couple of weeks ago. Is that when you're going, it's hard to create atmosphere when you are literally having one chance maybe not even one play could chance yeah. in 90 minutes now besides the fact that you know Di Canio seems to you know his directives won't allow that to happen but also the energy from the man himself you yeah. know I'm really looking forward to this tomorrow yeah I think that that could be a huge thing because um, because you're right the fans this year it's been dead because yeah. we've all actually went there and we've all thought we don't know why we're actually here we're not mm-hmm. we're not here to see uh, to see our team try to win the like game, mm-hmm. and uh, and it just as soon as you actually walk in there, you felt really really down, mm-hmm. and like you can't wait just to uh, uh, go home or to the pub or yeah. You know, it's become a duty to go around. The chore, than, uh, it's yeah. become an absolute chore. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I think that uh, if he can kind of like feed the fans in the in the way that he seems to have fed the, 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 the like lads, mm-hmm. I think that the whole place could be a. Could be a huge thing for us, mm-hmm. you know, like crowd. Like, I think it'll be a, 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 a fairly big gate. Mm-hmm. So really Gareth, Gareth. Everton always bring. Mm-hmm. So that should be good. I mean, mm-hmm. there's going to be yeah, there's going to be smiles be on people's faces as yeah. they're having the pre-match pint, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be a good atmosphere. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, talked about pressing before and. Mm-hmm. Pressing always gets people going. Pressing, yeah, people, yeah, and, and an know, early, and an early chance early of some, chance of some of strike, sort, yeah. or mm. you know, even if you, like saying before, even if, like Wickham early on against Chelsea, he's trying, he's trying to get shots away, um, and that's what you want. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, a few corners early on, and you know, it's going to be an open game. I think. I mean, it, it, it's interesting. Never got a chance to touch on it with Dave. Actually, he probably should have said when. I watched Arsenal, uh, Arsenal Everton the other night. Uh, did, did, I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. watched it. Yeah. I thought Everton were quite negative. Um, the worst, and, and that's interesting. That I don't. I know they've got Arsenal's a, terrible, a different kettle of fish. It is, but yeah. they're four points off Arsenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you think, and if you beat Arsenal, the you two, you, there would have been two so points they've gone off for the Arsenal. Juggler and, and, and they've got, like yeah. you said, they've got people. I think Morales is a crack player. They've got, you know, um, Fellaini, Baines, Pina, fantastic players. And, and why, why aren't you? Why are you going there? Um, Arsenal, who are only a few points away from you, and who have been dodgy all season, and uh, and not gone for it, mm-hmm. but they'll definitely come at us. There's there's no way he'll, he'll sit back against us mm-hmm. away from home. And, but that say with our mentality, mm-hmm. we've got a chance to to get amongst them. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how to see those battles. From a football perspective, sometimes you get beat at home, and you've seen a decent game. It doesn't hurt so much. I mean, it's a bit different. A bit different at the moment. With mm-hmm. you know, we're desperate for points, and when we're kind of in mid-table, it's it's nice to see a good game, and just mm-hmm. hoping that you know, Baines against Johnson's a mouth-watering mm-hmm. run. And, Sessignon up against Distal and Jagielka and you know Graham as well. They're trying out you know good thinking players. Jagielka's got a great football brain. It'll be interesting to see you know what Graham does up against mm. him. Just stuff like that. Just yeah. individual battles on the pitch. I'm, the I'm the really left side of things fascinating. What we've already touched upon because like like David was saying, that's their strong side. But like Michael said, that can then become their weakness if you if you set up right. But one thing, Michael, you know that it's hard not to get carried away after a derby win. Um, what's impressed me? I mean, I spoke to Paul today, as I said, and you know, he said the more the happiest thing, you know, what made him the most happy was the fact that the players on Tuesday, you know, wasn't this, you know, over this overconfidence thing, and they've been focused all week, and it's good in a way because, again, this could be seen as a bonus three points, but teams will always be pick up points near the bottom they shouldn't in a relegation mm. battle. Gareth pointed out last week that. You know, Sun and Dahl would have to put two or three runs together to to stay up, possibly. And you know, we've never done really done this in our Premier League history. But that is what teams who survive generally do. Mm. So we 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 need another three points as quickly as possible, don't we? Really, realistically, yeah. Because mm. um, I think that, I mean, I've always thought that as soon as we went higher than than Stoke, we would stay there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are now, and now we need to stop me looking like an absolute fool. <laughs> it's I can't. Yeah, that really is like absolutely vital. I, I was saying it the other week as well. I think it, given Stoke's situation, I felt if we beat Newcastle, hmm. if we just beat Stoke, we've got a really good chance of staying up. Mm-hmm. Um, just just because of that that advantage. Mm-hmm. Another thing as well. Say we win on Saturday, Wigan lose six points. And a, and, a, and a goal, mm. a goal difference point, really. So at seven points with the game in hand, they'll be thinking, because mm. you, if you're in the bottom three and you got seven, you know, if it was the other way around, we're thinking, oh dear, mm-hmm. well, we're not going to catch Sunderland now. Mm. At least we're looking down again, yeah. which is the main thing. Um, we're out of time again, so I'm just going to quickly get a prediction from everybody, Gareth. 2 0 to Sunderland. Nice and positive there, Michael. A 2 1 Sunderland. Two one. I actually think it'll be a draw. I was going to go two two, um, which is what David said he wouldn't be surprised at because I don't know. I just think it's got a high scoring game, and I, and like Gareth says, sometimes you know you go away fairly happy with you know with a decent performance, and I think two two, we'd probably all take that, wouldn't we? Or not? Well, no. Nah. No. <laughs> I want to oh, win. Yeah. I tell you what, but, the difference one win makes is one win. <laughs> it's one win in about fifty odd games. You got to be positive. You got to be positive, though. You've of course, be, you have. We've got it. We've got it. You know, we've got something to get our teeth into now. Yeah. What can I say? Martin O'Neill's affected me, right? <laughs> this is, yeah, it's hard to think positively. But, okay. You know, they've got. You know, Everton. You know, you don't know, they got stuffed at home three 0 off Wigan the other week, didn't they? So mm-hmm. you just don't know. You just you don't, don't know. You certainly don't. And, and I suppose, an interesting point that. Um, Simon made on the on the show last week. Gareth was that you know Newcastle had a midweek game, and it sounds so simplistic to say, but I suppose it's relative that Sunderland have had again, you know, more or less a full week to prepare for one game. Everton have played midweek, mm. so it, it can throw their preparations off a little. It bit. Certainly gives you a lot of excuses if you get beaten. <laughs> oh, well, part of you had that written down before the game started, yeah, didn't you? He had a long list written yeah. down before the game he started. He did, of course, he did. Well, we're going to be back next week. Hopefully, you know, we've proved now that we aren't a jinx. 
Um, <laughs> unless we do go down and this, that was just a little blip, but we're going to be <laughs> a um, blip in the podcast. I'd like to thank Michael and Gareth for joining yeah. me and David as well. We're going to be back next week. Over and out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.